Shannon Autumn from the Dreamzine and gradio.ca. I'm here today in LA with Everyman. Hey, hey. Thank you so much for having us over and, and joining us on this interview. Thanks for having me on the show. My Welcome pleasure. My <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I am a uh, lyricist, rapper, and um, I grew up in Portland, Maine. And if you don't know about my music, it's... Uh, very spiritual and um, conscious and positive, um, and that comes from uh, experiencing a lot of loss at a young age um, and um, having a really amazing supportive family that uh, taught me love is is the most important thing at a young age. And I lost my mom when I was fourteen. I grew up, uh, I think I said in Portland, Maine, and she taught me to never quit doing what I love and always work hard and don't quit was, you know, our motto and still is today. And, um, I really believe that the youth are our future and, um, I want to help, um, empower them. So that's why I started doing the music that I was doing. I, I grew up, um, doing a lot of theater, uh, with my mom. Um, I did a lot of, uh, community theater and then went to school for acting in New York city um, Manhattanville College and Purchase, and then graduated from there and went to uh, Brooklyn with a bunch of friends from college and started a theater company. And then we started doing like experimental um, mixed media performance art off off Broadway in New York City in Brooklyn and um, went through a um, tough period where the city was really getting me depressed and I was going through a breakup and I needed to change. And my best friend, from childhood, uh, one of them, my buddy Aaron Paulson, who's a DGA um, assistant director now, after 10 years of working out here, 11, uh, was like, let's move to L.A. So we moved out here, and I started acting. He started working for his DJ training to get into the union. And um, I got into the Screen Actors Guild, which was uh, huge for me because I you know, always wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be on stage and, and do movies and be in film. I loved comedy. So I tried stand-up comedy for a while when I was first out in L.A. here um, at the comedy store. And it was it was fun, but it was it was terrifying. Um, for some reason, I found hip-hop to be less terrifying than... than because you're not waiting for a laugh, I guess, when you're doing music. But um, so I, I was doing that for a while. Um, then the show that I was on, um, Nick Kroll, the comedian Nick Kroll, um, I don't know if you heard of him, but he's uh, he does that show Big Mouth now on Netflix and... He was on the league. Um, his first cousin was one of my roommates in college. And so when I moved out here, I hit him up to try to get some work. And he was able to get me on Caveman, which is uh, that Geico commercials that turned into a TV show on ABC. It was very short-lived. So I was on there for the first 13 episodes. And then we got canceled during the writer's strike um, back in 2008. And then I didn't know what to do. So I moved up to San Francisco where my uncle lived and was building houses with him. And, um, met a girl up there and she was like, I'm going to take you to Burning Man for your birthday. And I was like, what's Burning Man? I had no idea what it was. I was not in the festival scene at all. I was just doing the acting thing out here. Um, and then I went, uh, to Burning Man and, uh, literally changed my whole perspective on, on life and had me see things in a different way and see that I could create art that I wanted to create and not have to just go audition in a room for a bunch of 
film executives and producers and casting directors that are judging me based off my look and not off my talent, really, for the most part, um, which is a sad truth that you find out as a performer when you come to Los Angeles, is that your talent will get you the role in the end, but they're really not looking for your talent to begin with. They're looking to typecast you, and, and if you're just a little too fat for them, then you're not going to get the role, or if you're a little too little not pretty enough you know so it's it's just it's a very odd thing because i i went through all this extensive training as an actor and you come out of school and you find out it's it's not about your talent unfortunately so that i think is why i was so drawn to music because uh music does doesn't know uh an outside beauty you know like it's all internal like it's the sound it's the, the music is what does it, you know, Stevie Wonder is, is, you know what I mean? Uh, not to talk shit about Stevie Wonder in any way, but he's not the most like beautiful man in the world. But to me, his music is some of the most beautiful music in the world. And it makes everyone happy. It makes women feel sexy. It makes men feel sexy. You know what I mean? Like it's an amazing sound. And, um, someone like, uh, Aretha Franklin too, who's like this big, beautiful black woman, but not necessarily a sex symbol. But their their music is seen for their music. It's not seen for who they are as a person, what they look like physically. You know what I mean? You know? And so for me, I grew up, I was overweight. I was bullied and made fun of a lot. Um, and I kind of felt that way when I went into these casting rooms. Like, that's the same sort of emotions would come up as when kids would bully me and stuff like that. So I think there was a lot of, like, PTSD I would get from going into those situations where I was constantly comparing myself to other people and it's not it's not healthy you know what i mean um and i and i thank god i realized that and um at burning man decided that i could be um this artist or create this character because i always loved hip-hop um and i studied shakespeare in college and classical theater one of my professors used to say we have to talk about hip-hop because i I think hip hop is like the closest thing we have to Shakespeare, but I don't know anything about it. And I'll never forget. He was like, there's this one line and he said it in like the most scholarly way, like a, a Shakespeare professor. There's this one line in Snoop Dogg's gin and juice that always makes me wonder. And I wonder if you can explain this line to me. And he was very serious, not joking. This you know, because we dissect Shakespearean text and analyze it. And um, so he was doing this with, with Gin and Juice by Snoop Dogg. And he said, um, what does pimps up at hose down mean? And I'll never forget. I was like, busting out <laughs> laughing with somebody. And I was just, I like saw, um, I saw hip hop in a different way then because I had been studying theater so much. And he said, you know, hip hop is really special because it is the language of, the people in the streets and what is going on at that time um, and history. And basically Shakespeare was able to do that. And the way that music does that is very similar in, in, in the sense that Shakespeare told love stories that are timeless, you know, Romeo and Juliet, it's, it's timeless. It's still performed today. Um, the same way that, uh, you know, respect by Aretha Franklin is, is still played today. If that makes sense, you know, it, they're classics because they touch people and they're timeless. And we're not, we're not able to do that, um, in film, I don't think, in, in stage. 
actors go away, but but songs are forever. You know, the songs stay. The the singers die. You know, we all we all die. But the sounds stay. You know, which is the beautiful thing about music. Like those vibrations keep going on, and like you can hear a song, it will bring you back to a, a memory. You know, and film can do that too. But music, I really believe, is the universal language. And so when I was able to um, disconnect from my ego and and what I thought I wanted out of life as a, a quote, you know, quotation marks, Hollywood actor. Um, once I let that go and decided to focus on the art and what I, what I wanted to do is fuse my love of hip hop and film and comedy and do that, all that together. And that's how I created the Everyman character. Um, and Everyman was a, um, a medieval um, morality play from the uh, early 1500s that was a literal allegory. So every man was the main character in the play, and the play starts with death, comes to every man and says, I'm uh, going to take you to the afterlife, it's your time to go. And every man says, I'm not ready to go yet. And so death says, well, you don't have a choice. I'm death and you're coming with me. And he says, well, can I at least bring a friend? And Death says, sure, every man, go for it. Like, I doubt anyone's going to come with you, but we'll go see your friends before you die. So he takes him to his friend Goods. He says, will you go with me to the afterlife? He says, no way, every man, you're on your own. And then they go to see his friend um, Pride, and he says no. His friend Beauty says no. His, uh, his friends, the Five Wits, they say no. Um... So Death says, you, like, you asked all your friends, dude, come on, you're, you're going to the afterlife. Like, I have to take you. It's your time. He says, can I just ask one more person? And Death says, sure. So every man goes to see his friend Good Deeds. And he says, uh, Good Deeds, will you go with me to the afterlife? And he says, yes. And so finally Death takes every man and Good Deeds to the afterlife at the end of the play. And the moral of the story is, it's, you know, it's a very literal allegory. All that we can take with us when we leave here is the good that we've done while we're here. You know, so I really believe that to be true. And um, after losing my mom, and after losing Nick, and so many friends, and and John H from Four Knox Five, and our friend Tomas a few months ago, um, it just uh, it makes you think. You know what? You know we were talking about earlier. All we all we have is this moment right now. It's all you have in life. You're not guaranteed anything else. So why not treat other people how you want to be treated and do our best to leave the world better than it was when we got here, you know? Absolutely. Um, and you've been making really big steps to making this world a, a better place. You've been uh, making so much positive impact, not only in this community, but I, I feel like it truly ripples into other communities when you do this work. It's a that has a lot to do with, with Nick, with Pumpkin. Mm -hmm. Did you want to talk a little bit about uh, Little Giant Acorn Foundation? Please, yeah. Um, so the Little Giant Acorn Foundation for the Arts was set up um, in 2017 officially. Uh, we began our mission um, in March of 2016 when my best friend and music partner, uh, Nicholas Alvarado, was killed in a car accident um, on his way to a music festival in Texas. Um, so when Nick passed away, um, we, his closest friends tried to figure out what we should do to honor him. Um, and we came up with this idea for the foundation 
because we both really loved kids, and our name, Little Giants, was the name of our hip-hop group. Um, he always called his his fans acorns um, because he loved the idea that, you know, an acorn is this little this little thing, this little seed, you know, um, that starts small, but then it grows into these giant like oak trees. They're so strong and, and solid. And so basically... When we're kids, we're these little acorns, you know? We're these little giants, basically, waiting to happen. Um, and once we ground ourselves and plant these seeds, then we grow into these strong oak trees, you know? With, you know, grounded in the foundation, and then we create more more seeds, more acorns, and, the, and those grow, and, you know, the more, the more trees, the better. Um, but, yeah, so basically we set this up in order to give free arts and music to kids, because when we were kids... Um, we got a lot of free training. Um, Nick was in band. I was in arts and drama and all this stuff was free. Um, some of it was even paid gigs when we were kids, but now they don't even offer these things to kids anymore. And it's, it's a crime. Um, you know, a lot of money goes to the military, especially in the United States. Um, unfortunately the funding is not there for schools. Betsy DeVos is the head of the education department now in the United States. And she is like, just a, a sorry excuse for a woman in power. And I'm sorry to say it, but most women would agree with me on that. I think, um, most educated women in the United States anyway, uh, she's not a good person. She's done away with a lot of, um, foundations of education that have been instilled in part of, uh, our public education systems forever. And her and the Trump organization's gotten rid of them. So, uh, our goal with the foundation is to provide um, education um, and arts and music for youth and communities that uh, otherwise would not have access to it. And we started doing that um, in Canada, working with uh, the Children's Legacy Foundation. Um, and they refurbish musical instruments and give them to children who need them, uh, at-risk youth. Um, we're working on a pilot program with them right now to uh, teach kids ages 16 through 24 how to um, get a start in the entertainment industry and music production and um, singing and starting a band and sound engineering um, and public speaking and networking and stuff like that and social media. So we're working on that program right now, which is going to be really exciting. And hopefully we'll bring that here to Los Angeles and all across the world eventually. Um, our goal is to give these, these tools to the youth um, and this education to the youth, the youth so that they can um, not have to be in debt like we are. Um, I'm still very much in debt. I'm like $20,000 in debt still from my education, and I, I don't regret it. You know, I, I, an education is priceless and you get out of it what you put into it. And I really love my college education and feel like it was totally worth the debt that I have. But it is something that I wish I didn't have the debt, you know. So if we can help kids to get that education and the training that I got this amazing training in college, but the, the what happens after school was not given to me. You know, I got I got the method acting and I got. Uh, voice training and all this stuff, but they didn't tell us how to go out into the world and get jobs, you know, in our industry. Mm -hmm. So that's what we want to do for the kids too. Um, and then for the young kids, we want to just give them, you know, a paintbrush and a piece of paper 
and let them have fun and create art and play music for them. And we were doing um, our annual um, pumpkin ball this weekend, which is our annual event that we do in memory of Nick and our big fundraiser for the charity. We're an official 501c3 now. Um, so we're able to do events to raise money in order to get back to communities. Um, and our goal is to have an actual institution, um, you know, brick and mortar building that we have as our foundation where people can come and do classes. And we do like a work trade program with other artists where they can stay and teach classes to the kids in return for rent and stuff like that. Um, Sorry, you were going to say something. Yeah. I, is that program going to be uh, just in the U.S., or are you hoping to expand beyond? Well, we have a lot of support in Canada. Basically, wherever we have support, we'll, we'll work on a program. Um, in Canada right now, we're lucky that um, Vancouver, uh, Alberta, Edmonton, um, uh, Saskatoon, Toronto, um, Montreal, we have we have support in all those places. We have only done events in Edmonton and Calgary. Um, not big events, but we've given back to some events and done some fundraising there. But I see the possibility of us doing a lot more work up there. And honestly, I, I, I'm not surprised that we have more support there than in the States, but um, we do have a good amount of support here in California. Uh, my goal is to expand. I'm, I'm going back to my home state of Maine um, in the next couple of weeks. And I've been able to start a little bit of awareness about the foundation there. And, you know, the first step is starting awareness about uh, your organization. Your, your organization needs to get some sort of traction from the community. And once people know who you are, then they're more apt to help support you. So the fundraising part is not easy. Um, but since we do it with music events and memory of our friend, it, it, it does um, make it more of a community event because people do want to support that, you know, which is nice. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, I'm curious, uh, what sort of message, if anything, would you like to spread to the community um, in regards to uh, like what you want to leave behind what uh, for this foundation as it continues to grow? What inspiration could you give to, to the younger audience, I guess? Well, our goal is to teach kids to be creative and to love each other and to not um, fear each other because we're all the same, mm -hmm. you know? Um, we are literally all the same. And so the more we try to separate ourselves through labels and stuff like that, or the more similar we become um, not as individuals, but as, as clones almost, you know, um, the worse society is, you know, we need to, embrace that we're different in the ways we're different and, and embrace the ways that we're similar as well, you know, and not try to label negative thing, label things about us in, in negative ways. You know, the more we separate ourselves, uh, the less progress we make. And I believe in power in numbers. And that's why the, the entertainment industry is really awesome because people will recommend you for a job and you get to work with the same people over and over. And, we want to teach these kids that there is a community out there for them. You know, um, everywhere in the world, there's places and cliques and, um, gangs and communities that try to keep drugs on the streets and violence going on and stuff like that. But there are the, the opposite ends of those groups. You know what I mean? There's like good gangs or whatever you want to call them, you know, but they're gangs of people who are, 
doing good for their community and working towards achieving, um, you know, uh, eco-friendly um, permaculture um, and uh, free energy and, you know, composting and teaching kids all these valuable lessons. And, and so we want to teach the kids that and not to, you know, worry about... Um, who's going to win the on the next you know, voice or whatever on TV, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really watch a lot of TV, so it took me a second to think of it. <laughs> but you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's important to, to teach the kids about themselves and, and knowing themselves and, and knowing their minds and knowing their bodies and being inside and being present. And it's really hard with all the techno, uh, technological advances these days and, and, and the way the media... Um, is represented and it's so easy to get bombarded with information and I honestly feel overwhelmed sometimes so I can only imagine how the kids feel mm-hmm. because I mean they're growing up with it so maybe some of them are used to it but it, but it's not natural you know and I think it's important uh, to give them at least the basic artistic training that that we were privileged to have as kids and I say privilege now but it, it shouldn't even it shouldn't even be a privilege to get a basic education. It should be a right, mm-hmm. a well-rounded one. Um, you know, they just changed this holiday, uh, Columbus Day in the States, to to Native Day or Indigenous People Day, which, thank God they did, because when we were kids, you know, our history book said Columbus was this awesome dude who came to America. Mm-hmm. They literally said it in our history books. Like They printed thousands of books with this information. So it just shows you you know you can't you can't necessarily trust the public school system which is a shame but we're trying to give other people options you know give the kids options and give them the tools they need on their own for free and not have to worry about brainwashing with this crazy shit that they do in the schools these days it, it's really sad to me you know i'm an optimist too believe it or not it doesn't sound like it <laughs> But uh, I really am, and the kids are so innocent, you know, and they, they don't know yet. So our goal is to help teach them to be themselves and to be free thinkers and to love each other and not fear each other mm-hmm. through art, because art really does heal. And, you know, yoga, movement, dancing, um, laughing, comedy, all of these things are wellness activities for us, you know. Yeah. They, there's a reason why people go to see stand-up comedy, and, you know, there's a reason why people go and and it's it's not for the drinks and it's not for the drugs you know it the real reason behind it is is so they can feel better that that release from the endorphins from laughing or from dancing is the best for our bodies and our minds and our souls so to be able to give that to the kids at a young age and let them understand that it's okay to continue to be free and dance and laugh and play because when you see kids do that like I'm lucky that my adult friends and I get to do that still, but I still don't do it enough. You know, I, I, I'm a very serious person and you have to be when you're de- we're trying to get funding and dealing with working with kids and all that stuff too. But you, you also need to learn to be silly still too. And, and so like, I'm trying to relearn that through these kids and it's really amazing. It's a, it's a very cathartic experience for me too, to be able to, you know, take this horrible loss of losing my mother when I was young and losing my best friend and, and turn all of that into helping other people. Because mm-hmm. 
it's a choice, and everyone has a choice. It's not an easy choice to make when we go through hardships and trauma in life, you know, because everyone goes through it. We're all in it together. We're all the same. Everyone has their thing that 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 they hold on to that is the thing that changed them or hurt them in some way, you know? Mm-hmm. But when we're able to flip that switch and see it in a different way, it's all perspective. So we can see it in a different way and say, um, this is what happened to me, but it, this doesn't define me, you know? Um, and I can take that experience and, and try to make it into a good thing for me. It doesn't have to be a good thing, the experience, if it was a bad thing, but you can take it and and make positive things from that. And it's a choice. A lot of people will say, you know, my girlfriend broke up and I'm going to go get so fun. Mm -hmm. But that's not the healthy choice. We, you know, we know that. But our ego gets the best of us, and then you want to go drink. But you can go to the gym and work out, or you can go for a hike in that situation, you know? Yeah. Um, or you can write a song, you know? Or you can uh, paint a picture. And we want to teach the kids that from a young age that they have healthy choices available to them, and they don't need they don't need things or or um, people to make them feel better. They can they can make themselves feel better, you know? Absolutely. Through art, through music, through through loving themselves, you know? There's a, an interesting quote I heard. I They said, I, emotion is just energy in motion, and the motion is wherever you choose to direct it, it will be ultimately the result of how you want your life to play out. And we have that choice of which way we really want to direct it. It sounds like uh, some crazy hippie bullshit, but it's true. <laughs> you know, it is, like, you know, it, it's all energy. And, and you know you can transform uh, in your body. Like I, I've been doing a lot of hot yoga and my brother's in hot yoga training to be a teacher right now. He's almost, he's about to graduate in a couple of weeks. And, you know, he and I both have experienced a lot in our lives and we know firsthand how yoga has helped us transform it. When you wake up in the morning, you, if you feel shitty and you don't want to start your day, we go do hot yoga at this studio here in, in Highland Park in LA. Shout out to Kinship Studios. It's the best place I've ever gone in my life as far as taking care of my body. And you'll go there and, and you feel your body transform and you feel the energy shift in your body. There's no better example for me to explain to people than, than the yoga because you feel that this, this knot and you can like feel it stretch out and move and leave your body through breathing. And, and the same thing is what happens with dance. You know, you're just not thinking about it when you're dancing, you know, or when you're laughing, your body's releasing. Because you're like laughing and certain muscles are letting go and you're not even aware of it. Yeah. In yoga, you just become more aware of your body. And it's the same as for me as a performer, um, when I'm doing my art, you know, and I'm on stage, I'm not aware of it, but it like, I sometimes don't remember. I like black out in a good way on stage because I'm so in the moment and I'm so happy. It's like pure bliss and joy that I'm experiencing with the audience when I'm performing my songs or DJing and, um, it, you know, when I'm singing a song to the audience and they're dancing and singing back to me, it's like, there's nothing to describe that feeling. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, you know, that's that energy shift and that share. It's, it's a choice for me because I have to want to have fun when I go on stage and you have to want to have fun when you wake up in the morning. If you want to have a shitty day, when you wake up, you will, if you think you're going to have a shitty day, you're going to probably have a shitty day. Absolutely. You know, if you think you're going to have an awesome day, then you'll probably have an awesome day. But it's all about 
you know, mind power, and it's not an easy thing to master. I'm no, I'm by no means a master of it, but I, I work on it every day. As long as you're working on it every day, then you're doing a good job. If you're like, fuck it, I don't care, then you, you should care. Please care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even if it's just the, those small things every day that, that just do something to make yourself feel good or, or to yeah, better your practice. Craft, your craft. Exactly. Yeah. Your craft. Not your craft. <laughs> don't practice. Your craft. Practice your craft. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. It, Something to love yourself every day is, and ex if you can exercise, it helps too. Definitely, and I, community is so important in that too. I, it's really important to have a supportive community, and I've noticed you've been having some fun collaborations lately. I have, yeah. I just uh, I've been working with my buddy Cued Up a lot. Um, last year, I had a really uh, successful track that came out with uh, K Lab called Bang a Boomerang which was super exciting to work with him because I loved his music forever. Starting to work on a new track with uh, my buddy Will, Father Funk. Um, and uh, hopefully, I just actually had a new EP come out last week uh, with the Funkin' Bastards on, um, that's Funkin' Bastards, uh, on Breaky Paradise Records. So that was pretty exciting. And my buddy Mustafa Akbar is on that EP as well, who's um, a regular on Fort Knox Recordings. Um, and Jason and I queued up are working on a tour right now. We're going to hopefully be doing some European shows. We're working on that right now, but we're going to be doing Canada and the U S uh, in 2019 together. We just had a really awesome show at Joshua tree music festival. And he's been DJing for me. He's an amazing turntablist, um, which allows me to just do my hip hop thing. Um, cause a lot of times I'll DJ and rap for myself, but I, I'm always thinking about mixing the track and stuff like that and not really focused completely on the song mm -hmm. and the lyrics. So that was probably my favorite show I've ever played. Honestly, it felt like a, like a real old school hip hop show that I used to go to that I loved, you know? Um, so to be able to be on the flip side of that was really special. So I'm excited to do more show, shows with Jason. And then, um, we have the pumpkin ball this weekend, which is really exciting. And I'm playing actually up in, in your hood, New Year's. Nice. Um, in Edmonton at the Starlight, New Year's Eve, um, with Beat Burglar and Cluster Funk and Kid D and Papa Squats, I think. Too. A few other people. Um, but I'm excited because I love playing in Canada. And that, I've just been working on, uh, slowly working on a new album. It's taking time. I did. I put out a bunch of albums. I did my two full lengths in the last three years. So wow. just taking my time on this one. The last one was very personal. Um, it was all in memory of Nick. And then the one before that, um, uh, I've been working on for a few years, um, a couple of years. So this one I'm taking my time on. It's going to be more like classic hip hop vibes, um, fused with a little bit of electronic, but, We'll probably do some remixes and stuff like that. I should mention too, um, uh, when I say we, I mean, uh, Little Giant Acorn Records, which is, um, <coughs> excuse me, our charity label that we set up, um, in memory of Nick as well. He never released any of his music officially. So we set up the label so we could keep his music alive and so we could, um, release stuff, uh, for the charity. Basically, we took all of his tunes, put them out, uh, put all of our little giant stuff out again on Spotify and iTunes and um, Google Play and Amazon and all that stuff. Um, so that's going to be 
going forever now. Anytime you stream our music, uh, those revenues from the stream go directly back into the charity. So it's like, uh, do you know Newman's own like food company? Like they have oh, yeah. and like cookies and all everything. But um, Paul Newman's very famous American actor, Cool Hand Luke, and uh, he set up this charity. A hundred percent of their profits goes to feeding children who are starving. So a hundred percent of our profits go to feeding children who are starving for arts and music. So it's set up the same way. Mm-hmm. So anytime you buy a track from the label, buy a record, stream any music, all the money goes back to the charity, which is pretty exciting. I don't think there's any other label that's set up that way. So mm-hmm. I hope more people do it. Obviously, it's not a good way to make money as an artist, but these days you don't make that much off your music streaming anyway. Like hundreds of thousands of streams, you might make like 20 bucks. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. But um, so just, you know, a few dollars here and there really goes a long way could provide enough to pay a a teacher for training for one of our courses or something like that. So, And if people were looking for a way to uh, buy your music, buy anything, or even just find you, where could could they do that? Um, If you go, the best way, if you want to buy direct, is to go through Bandcamp. Um, Sorry to Spotify and all those other people. But, um, yeah, because that's our own personal page. If you, uh, it's Little Giant Acorn Records, uh, dot bandcamp.com i think um yeah little jenny from records bandcamp.com um so anything you buy on there goes direct to the foundation through our paypal you can also directly donate through our paypal um it's little at gmail.com and that's also our email if you want to contact us and then let's see if you go to pumpkin sounds um check out fresh rotation if you want to check out all of nick's mixes um, also, Mix Originals and My Originals, that's Pumpkin and Everyman, or Little Giants Hip Hop, are available on Spotify. You just type in Everyman, or Everyman Music on SoundCloud, and it's Pumpkin Sounds on SoundCloud as well. Um, and then we have a Bandcamp, I mean, I'm sorry, a Beatport page. Okay. So, if you buy our tracks on Beatport, that helps us to grow up in the, um, the chart listings. So, if you get us up in the charts, more people see our tracks and more people know about the foundation as well. So... You can't go wrong. Anytime, anytime you want to buy our music, you're still helping out the foundation and the kids. So. And you also have a GoFundMe account, don't you? We have a GoFundMe that's been going for a bit. We need to make a new one because we're almost out of all of our incentives um, for that. Um, that's been up for almost a year and a half now. So definitely time to put up a new one. Um, but uh, we're able to, uh, to just get um, a new computer for the foundation. Um, and we're about to get a projector so we can do live events. Um with the kids. So, um, live music and arts events. So that's really what we're excited about is to start actually implementing programs in the communities. And, you know, the fundraising part is, is a part of the charity side, but you know, we need the money so we can implement the programs. And that's really what, what we are here for is to, to actually have these programs for the kids. Um, and we're getting there. I'm just, you know, we're all our own worst critic and I'm really hard on myself. Uh, I do a lot. I take on a lot of my own. So if you do want to help us, we're always looking for good, reliable people. Uh, please reach out to us and at that email I sent and uh, let us know about yourself. This isn't live, right? No. Get phone call right now. Oh. That was quick. Um, so, yeah, I think, uh, I think I'm just really grateful to be able to give back and to, to wake up every day and, you know, be the person that I am and have a supportive family that's taught me love from a young age, you know, not, not every kid is that lucky. And, um, you know, 
it's it's hard not to take it for granted sometimes the older you get, but to be appreciative and grateful every day is, is definitely key and practice your art, practice your craft every day. Absolutely. That's my big advice. Thank you so much for taking the time today and thank you for everything that you do. You're an absolutely amazing spirit and person and uh, I'm really hoping that everything works out how you want it to. Thanks. Likewise. Much love. Thanks for having me on the show. And yeah, um, check out Little Giant Acorn Foundation for the Arts, Little Giant Acorn Records, Pumpkin, and Everyman. Perfect. Thank you guys. Much love. 